0: 23 so you have if you have your bibles it'd be good to um, read along but it will also be on the screen for, for you to follow as well so psalm 23 many of us could probably say it off by heart but i will read it from the the bible i have in front of me so it's psalm 23 this is what derek will be speaking to us about this morning the lord is my shepherd and i lack nothing He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. The cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me. All the days of my life and i dwell in the house of the lord forever so let's pray Lord, we thank you for the time we've had this morning um maybe uh, a little thing you know if you maybe look up some verses and and um singing worship to you which is just uh, what we want to do lord daily on a daily basis is to to praise and worship you and we thank you, Lord, that we could do that together this morning. Yes, we pray for the the, uh, the teachers and, and the children that have gone out this morning. Pray you'll, you'll help them in, in what they um, are learning about you. Um, so pray, Lord, that they'll have a- attentive minds and uh, ears that the, we, we're listening this morning. And that's our prayer as well, well Lord, that we will be attentive to your word. Lord, take away any maybe other distractions and just help us to get deep into that passage <laughs> this morning. Thank you for de- and his gifting and abilities um, in, in explaining um, what your word has to say Thank and, and you. how you've used him over, over many years. And we just pray, Lord, that you continue to do that and continue to do that this morning. Yeah. And we, uh, we, we just pray, Lord, that we never, never take for it, take it granted that we have your word that we can read Thank in you, our homes, and in our churches. And so pray, Lord, that you'll bless us each. Um, each one of us this morning as we as we look at that word. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Thank Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. God bless. Thank
1: you. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for your warm welcome this morning. It's so lovely. It's, it's like coming home. Um, just a sort of a bit of a historic thing. I don't know whether you know or not, but... Um, for 23 years uh, now, we're in our 23, 23rd year that uh, Jackie and I have been linked to this chapel and we thank God for you. Um, when we first moved to uh, Kingsbridge uh, in 2000 and of uh, course we used to come across and have the weekends off, stay with Mavis and Brian and this was always our spiritual home. And so we thank God for each of There's been changes and people have changed, people have come, people have gone. Uh, those little ones have grown up and got married and <laughs> now they've got their own little ones. But it's just so lovely to be here uh, this morning. There's many termini- uh, termin- much terminology um, that we use today in Christian life. And one of them is referred to as the mountaintop experience. Oh, brother, we've had a mountaintop experience. And it could be that you've been away to a, a conference, a Bible week, summer camp, such as Menadu, Keswick, uh, or Spring Harvest. Uh, and you're really, you're up there on the mountain. You've had a mountaintop experience. And then you return home and sort of, well, things aren't quite as high as maybe they were in that situation. But as good as these situations are, we cannot live of past blessings. We were singing the other week, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one, a lovely, lovely old hymn with a very, very modern uh, meaning. The mountaintop experience is often referred to uh, because of many of the... Um, events in the scriptures referred to events that happened actually on a mountain we think about abraham and isaac and the lord had uh, asked abraham to take his uh, son isaac up onto mount moriah and offer him as a sacrifice we think about noah building his great ship on mount ararat we think of moses upon uh, mount sinai meeting with the lord and being inspired to write the Ten Commandments. Our Lord Jesus took his disciples, and we read in Matthew, to a high place. He took him to a high place. And then, uh, from that we got the what we know as a Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. Verses that have been a source of blessing and encouragement and challenge for many ever since. And then in Matthew 17, we read what we know as the transfiguration. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, brought them up onto the high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white with the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them. Talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. I hope you think it's good that you're here this morning. The first thing is, you're well enough to be here. I remember um, one man uh, who we got to know really well at Kingsbridge, and my word, he was the ultimate pessimist. And uh, uh, I'll call him John. And uh, morning, John. Oh, is it really? I said, how are you doing? Oh, don't ask, don't ask. I said, well, John, I am asking. Oh, it's bad, you know. And I said, well, I said, at least you're well enough to be here. Oh, but I shouldn't be. (laughs) So I said, I said, well, OK. And I said, well, I knew where he lived, which was about six miles out of Kingsbridge. And I said, well, how have you got here, John? On my bike. I said, well, you must be well enough to pedal here six miles to get. Oh, you don't know the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, you know, we found in this place today, we might have our coughs and colds and aches and pains and, you know, our, our bodies... remind. I'm, I'm still 18 here, but, you know, the rest reminds us that we're not. But we're well enough to be here. And we can echo. Echo like Peter said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Amen? It is good to be here. And then after, after the resurrection... The last time our Lord addressed his own, after the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain, once again another mountain top experience, which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Mountaintop experiences. There is, We can understand from these how easy it is that believers should want that experience. God is up there. God is up there on the mountain. Therefore, that's the place of blessing. But to be in that situation... To be in a mountaintop experience does not take any faith. Faith, real faith, true and living faith, is often furnished in the fire of affliction. The Apostle Peter, oh we thank God for Peter, his wonderful, wonderful words. And Peter's writing his first letter and he says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begun once again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and defiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And in this you greatly rejoice well, can you imagine the recipients of this letter? This is mountaintop words. This is blessing words. This is mountain talk. But when we read on, what do we find? Though now, for a little while, just a little while, if needs be, you have been grieved by various trials, the genuineness of your faith might be revealed hallelujah being more precious than gold that perishes it is tested by fire and it may be found to praise honor and glory to the revelation of jesus christ there is the best god's very best waiting for everyone who know the lord who love the lord who have seen Christ as the savior the best is yet to be though for a little while so we've gone from the mountain and we've gone down into the valley that we've read about in Psalm 23. This speaks of valleys. And this is where the Christian finds themselves so many times. We may be born again. We may be children of the king. We know that our name is in the land's book of life. But we are living in a fallen world. And this world is full of valleys. And this is where we so many times find ourselves but this is when we need to remind ourselves and psalm 23 is the catalyst for the god on the mountain is the god in the valley the god of the night is the god of the day Pilate said what is truth my word we have no idea what is truth today We look at our newspapers, we see the uh, news on the media and the television, and we wonder if we're hearing the same event being recorded. What is truth? And truth is very, very hard to find in 2023. But one truth, one truth that has never changed, it is not easy to be a Christian in 2023 in 1984 when i gave my life to the lord you know my testimony by now and billy graham said this friends it is not easy to be a christian in 1984 and it never has been and it never will be in fact these days are getting darker these valleys that we walk through seem to get more and more deeper and the sides higher and higher it is not easy But friends, an easy life is not promised by God. You will not show me in this scripture any passage that says, Come to know Christ as your Saviour. The sun will shine. The birds will sing. The bank will be full. Family relationships will be wonderful. You'll never be unemployed. You'll never be unwell. It is a lie. And friends, so often this is what we're hearing through so-called God channels and literature that really does really need to be looking at. Anyone says that being a Christian is a passport to an easier life is a heretic. I cannot say it any more stronger any more, any than that. It is not just Peter who tells of trials, tribulations and indeed trouble. Listen to James. Brethren, my brethren, counted all joy when you fall into various trials now god's word is perfect when god says when he means when you see james is not inspired to say my brethren count it all joy just in case on the odd opportunity you may fall into trials he says when when because you know and i know and every single one of us in this place could day could come here and tell us of the trials you've been through this week let alone in the last year or the last ten years note when, when jesus said to his own he said to his own people who is his own who are the lord's own it was lovely to see gideon with his little badge on this morning telling everybody his name who he is how lovely who are the lord's own who are who are the christian this is who jesus is writing to you see jesus said i know my sheep i had to conduct a funeral service uh, last year and the spiritual standing of the man was questionable he may have been a christian He may not. I wasn't. There was no hundred percent sure guarantee that he was. He was alive. He had a life of contrasts, and therefore, the passage I chose was from John chapter eleven, Jesus the Good Shepherd, who said, "I know my sheep, and my sheep hear my voice, and follow me. I know my sheep." I was involved in a funeral service on a Friday i wasn't directly conducting it and during this service anyone that was there would hear where the man was born where he died what his job was who his family were what his interests were where he lived so on and so on but i came away from that place having absolutely no idea as to the spiritual standing of that man i know my sheep do you know the lord do you know him as your saviour? Do you know that if you die today, you're going to be in glory today? It's as simple and as profound as that. I fear no death where they are allowed to guide. That's the Lord. That's his promise. I know my sheep. You see, see, Jesus, Jesus said, I love it when Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In a world this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world I have overcome the world this is the cross the victory was the cross no wonder Jesus cried out it is finished the work I have been called by my father to do is complete it is finished One of the hymns we could have had today was Christ, Triumphant, Ever-Reigning, Saviour, Master, King. I love that hymn. Jesus was triumphant, and we can be triumphant in him. Even when the bottom drops out of our world, friends, it only takes a phone call, a knock at the door, a trip to the doctors, anything like that, and suddenly the rug can be pulled from underneath your feet, the psalmist in psalm 46 what did he say god is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea you're on the mountain top, and then you find yourself in the valley the joy great joy to great sadness but the god on the mountain is the god in the valley the deepest valley in the world, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, the Catahouci Valley in Peru. Anybody been to Peru? No. We are quite happy to a to do Dorset now, boy. but the Catahouci Valley is the deepest valley on earth. And it's just about, just over a mile deep. And when you're in that valley and you look up, I'm happy, and you look up and there's nothing but these sheer sides. Of this deep valley trough. And it's hard sometimes. Even for the sun to get into there. And that's sometimes where we find ourselves. In our Catahousie Valley. When Saul of Tarsus. Met with the Lord Jesus Christ. On Damascus Road. He was blinded. And eventually. The Lord led him to one of the other christians a man called uh, ananias and ananias had heard of saul's reputation for being the persecutor of the christian church the way as they called it then and he was frightened and the lord said to ananias go for he is a chosen vessel of mine To bear my name before Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. This is Valley Talk. And how real these words would actually prove to be how real they would come become for paul paul is writing to the church in corinth he's writing from the uh, mission field in asia minor and uh, people don't seem to send postcards with text and uh, whatsapp and email and things we don't you know it's a good job you don't have any shares in the postcard industry you'd be bankrupt wouldn't you but but people used to send postcards home uh, and they used to say something like, like for some reason, having a wonderful time, wish you were here. Wish you were here. No, you don't. You don't really, but you sort of said it, didn't you? And, you know, but Paul, is, if he was sending a, a postcard to the church in Corinth, he could have said, having a wonderful time, the blessing has been incredible. Everything's great. But no, Paul is in the valley, along with his friends, and what does he say? We do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia. We were burdened beyond measure, beyond strength, so that we despaired even of life itself. This is valley talk. Yes, we have the sentence of death on ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. I take great comfort from this passage, friends. Because this great God, who has been commissioned and commended, anointed and appointed to take the gospel out to Asia Minor, if he is in the pits, if he is going through the valley, and yet he is still trusting God, then that gives me hope. The God on the mountain is the God on the valley. The God of the day is the God of the night. Does it get any better when you read the letter and you move on? No. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. My word, this is valley talk. And then he says, "Look. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. In fact, I am exceedingly joyful." in all our population for indeed when we came to macedonia our flesh had no rest we were troubled on every side outside were conflicts inside were fears nevertheless i love this nevertheless god who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of gutters into paul and silas's situation into their valley god sent along a young man By the name of Titus. Have you been a Titus for someone? Have you been met someone in their valley? Where are you right now? You see, God sent along Titus at just the right time. An ordinary Christian brother. He sent along to Paul and his companions and raised him up from the valley upon to the mountains and i'm here today to tell you friends that however dark your valley is right now the god on the mountain is the god of the valley the god of the day is the god of the night and the god of the mountain was with him god has sent me today to tell you that his promises are still yes and amen in jesus his word has never changed there are some denominations I should probably call them some abominations are seeking to change god to fit in with the social patterns of today and telling you that this is acceptable and that's acceptable and if if, if god rewrote the bible today would he say this or this or this heaven and earth will pass away my word will never pass away That is why the Lord's hand of blessing is upon this chapel. This is why the Lord's hand of blessing is upon Gersten and many, many other little fellowships and chapels who are clinging and building all their life and faith and worship on this wonderful, wonderful, unchangeable word. Don't change, friends. God said it. Believe it. One of the great reformers of our time, Dr. Martin Luther King, lovely Christian man, stood up for human rights and for the rights of the individual regardless of their colour. And he made a speech one night and he said this, I've been on to the mountaintop and I have seen the promised land. I have seen the promised land, but I'm not there yet. The next day, he would be down in a valley because he was assassinated. He was assassinated. That man knew the glories of the mountaintop. And he also knew the deep, dark valleys that he'd been through. But he also knew the wonderful promise. The same promise that our almighty God gave to Moses. Who then passed on to Joshua, who then revealed to you and me through the writer of the Hebrews, never will I leave you nor forsake you. I met with a lady, a lovely Christian lady last week, and she was due to go home from hospital, and she said, Eric, I'm dreading it. She said, Because I'm here, I'm I'm, I'm on this ward that there are six other people on this ward and i've got to know that lady over there and and so you ladies are very sociable in hospital not like us men we don't talk to nobody (laughs) and she said but i'm going home and all that i'm going to have for the next four or six weeks are the four walls of my bedroom and the carer coming in three times a day and i'm dreading it and i said to her do you love the lord she said oh yes do you know the lord he's my best friend did you give your life to the Lord Jesus? Yes, I did. I said, you know, his promises, never will I leave you. And you can take God at his word. It's not being irreverent. It's not being disrespectful. You can say, and friends, if you live on your own today, you can say to God, your word promises. Never will I leave you, nor forsake you. I need, I need to know that. I need to know your presence in a very real and precious way. Remember that most famous of uh, poems that did the rounds, footprints? It was then that I carried you. And when I reminded that lady, just reminded her from the word, that she could claim the promise of God, and she just lit up sometimes when we're in the valley our eyes get dim to the promises of god's word our memory becomes a little selective the god on the mountain is the god in the valley psalm 23 psalm 23 is probably one of the most read um, psalms at funerals it's probably one that is the most used and misused it's probably one of the most misunderstood of all the Psalms Psalm 23 is not a psalm for the dead Psalm 23 is a psalm for the living it says on my Bible and on yours a psalm of David and friends, you can put your name on there. It can be a psalm of what put your own name on. And it is your psalm. And as Jonathan reminded us when he did the reading, it's a very personal psalm because within those six verses, there are 17 personal references. I, my, my, the Lord is, you can put your own name on him. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All the things that David went through. All the sin he committed. All the restoration that he went through. All the enemies that he had. But he could say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you know the Lord and you love the Lord you're born again of the spirit of god if you're a child of the king if you have repented and received him as your savior and verse 4 of psalm 23 is for you because it says this yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil why for you are with me you are with me if i had read on, on that passage in matthew 28 the great commission the challenge to go out and baptise men and women in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, And lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. When you share your story, when you share, when you witness, when you encourage somebody, you're not doing it on your own, friends. Those of you that go out on the doors, you go into Victoria Street, you go into the 10th Centre, you're not on your own, Why? Because God has promised. Lo, I am with you. The God on the mountain is the God of the valley. The God of the day is indeed the God of the night. Thank God he is. Our gracious Lord and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promise of your holy word. And my prayer today, Lord, is that there's one or more amongst us today who is going through that valley, whatever that valley might be, however deep that valley might be, however steep those sides might seem, however impenetrable the light might seem, you are the God of the mountain and you are the God of the deepest, deepest valley. Oh Lord, grant them that reassurance today. Grant them that reassurance that the best is indeed yet to be and that the blessings are limitless. Hear our prayer in the Saviour's wonderful name. Amen.